Welcome to my mom's podcast. Hi, I'm Marisa Calderon, and you're listening to the Early Childhood Journeys podcast. I'm capturing the early childhood journeys of educators, including discussions and strategies on best practices for children, birth through third grade, and sharing them here for you. In this episode, I have a conversation with current kindergarten teacher Jennifer Larkin from Anfi School District in Tucson. I know Jennifer through my grant work with the Kindergarten Experience from Alessi Group as we've provided some trainings for her school. Um, I thought it was a perfect opportunity to ask her if she would let me interview her for this podcast to help highlight her teaching journey, especially now that it's back to school time. Jennifer shares with us how she started as a teacher, advice for new kindergarten teachers, what works for her to avoid burnout, as well as some really important takeaways for parents that have a child starting kindergarten. Her passion and love for children is very apparent as well as admirable for anyone in or out of this teaching field. She's been teaching for over 10 years, and I'm thankful she was able to provide her tips and insights on why she keeps doing what she loves, so I hope you enjoy it. Hi, my name is Jennifer Larkin. I am a kindergarten teacher, and I live in Tucson, Arizona. I teach in the amphitheater school district. Thank you so much, Jennifer, for joining me for, uh, for this episode. I thought it would be a good timing for back to school. I know, how many, uh, when, do you, when do you guys go back to school this week? Uh, August 7th. Okay. Couple weeks. Couple weeks. How has your summer been so far? It's been lovely. <laughs> Very <laughs> relaxing. Uh, lots of family time. It's been great. Oh, good. Good. Um, so tell me a little bit about why you decided to be a teacher, or I guess, did you first start out as a kindergarten teacher? How did that start? You know, no. I, when I began teaching in public education, I taught first grade. Okay. I taught first grade for um, nine years. Wow. Um, before that, I um, stayed home with my children while they were young. And then I began volunteering at my church. I started working with the children's ministries. And I really loved it. I loved, I did birth um, up through fifth grade. But I noticed that I was constantly working with adults. And my favorite time was when the kids were there. (laughs) So that's what I decided. I need to go back. I needed to finish my degree. Um, And I just knew I wanted to spend all day with children. So it took me a little longer. I was a little older when I started. Um, But that's been a great um, background to have that, you know, to lots of ages and, and then to my own children's, you know, developmental growth. I mean, you, I, I think that's a great way to reflect on, um, the, on the, on your experience. And then you went back mm-hmm. to finish your degree to, to start teaching. Do you feel that your experience would have been more difficult if you would have done like the straight and narrow? Um, I don't know. I, you know, when my, the first time I started in college right out of high school, I took some education classes and I went, oh no, <laughs> this is not for me. I don't want to be a teacher. <laughs> and so it was interesting that, um, you know, that once I got around kids, that's when I went, 
oh no, I do need to be here. This was <laughs> delightful. And then I volunteered in my own children's classrooms. And that was another great, you know, insight. I just, I thought I would love to stay here all day. <laughs> so what was it that, so do you think that was one of the, the was there a moment where you said, okay, I want to be a teacher? I don't think there was a moment. I think there were many moments. There were just, you know, every opportunity I had, especially I was lucky to go into some really great classrooms um, to be able to watch teachers who were just phenomenal. Um, and the, the classroom was such a happy place Yeah. Um, that I, you know, that it eventually I knew that that's where I needed to be. Um, and like I said, it was great working with adults. I enjoyed it, but I knew that I was happier that one hour a week with, with the children. <laughs> I know that, I know that feeling. I'm like, you know, it's not that I don't know how to be with the run adults. I just mesh better with kids. Mm, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Something there. And not everyone does. Yeah. And so the people that do, that's where, those are the people that should be around children more. <laughs> you would think, <laughs> I, you would hope. Yes. But you talk about when you started, did you always start, uh, were you always in the Tucson area when you first started? Yeah. Yes. Okay. And so you first started with kind of first grade or yes. when, when did you start? Okay. When did you start kindergarten? How long have you been doing kindergarten? Um, I'm beginning my fifth year in kindergarten. Wow. I was at a school for five years teaching first grade. And then I was moved to another school in um, 2010 when the state experienced, you know, the, the crash yeah, <laughs> and yeah. so many schools had to make changes. So um, I changed schools. I uh, was there for four more years. I believe, I don't know, it's summer. summer. <laughs> so when, when I had the opportunity to come back to the school that's in Catalina, okay. the opening was kindergarten and I had friends that were on the team. So I was nervous but excited. Um, so that's how I got into kindergarten. I loved first grade. Um, I was very happy there. I didn't ever think I would teach anything else. And so I've been really surprised at, at my change to kindergarten. That's awesome. But I want to know then, so after you started the, your first year of kindergarten, did you by choice return to kindergarten or was it one of those where they offered you a, you know, to renew your contract or did you have a choice? Did you have anything um, with that? I, you know, I, since I took the kindergarten position, there really haven't been too many opportunities. I probably could have changed grade levels um, if I really, you know, had pursued it there here and there there were some different grade levels but i really believe to do something well you've got to do it a few times yeah, yeah. <laughs> so i was excited to you know every year to go okay this i'm getting a little better i'm realizing this i'm changing this um so now to be in my fifth year of kindergarten is exciting oh good i'm like are you ready to quit or no not at all <laughs> kindergarten is i know <laughs> i'm not i love it um kindergarten is so different from even first grade i was very surprised i really thought it's one year you know how different can it be <laughs> it is really different um and i believe part of it is just 
my own awakening to the developmental needs of young children. And so immediately going into kindergarten, I, I took that very seriously. And of course, first graders, you know, they're not that much older. Yeah. <laughs> but I, I guess I just experienced them, you know, with that year under their belt. I just looked at them as students. Mm. Um, and so when I went into kindergarten, I went, oh, I'm, you know, this is a new thing. These are really young kids. And so I really tried to make sure I honored their development. Oh, um, this, is, this is such great info. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, if I ever did change grade levels, I think it would make me better because of the growth that I did by really saying, I've got to look at these kids, um, you know, in a different way. In the beginning, it was really scary because I didn't know the whole developmental progress. Yeah. Um, you know, I didn't know the whole, um, what's the, the word, the continuum. Yes, I didn't. Yeah. And so, I mean, you know, I had some ideas, of course, I've yeah. been to college, I'm a mother. Um, you know, I, but there were many things that as the years have gone on, I've gone, wow, that's really important. <laughs> um, so it's just, a kindergarten is just a beautiful, beautiful place of, you know, seeing babies and yeah. and just being able to honor their little their little path um, I think I would be a different first grade teacher now than I was then at, you know as anyone would be um, but I love kindergarten I'm I'm really happy there well you mentioned so many pointers that I'm I'm hoping that our audience includes some new kindergarten teachers mm -hmm. um, from the information, from what you just shared about the importance of, you know, understanding the continuum of development, what, what other little insight or advice would you say for our new teachers, our new kindergarten teachers? Oh. <laughs> no. It can't That's come from me. Question. It can come from a teacher. You know, yeah. you're in it right now. Yeah. I think if, uh, to a new kindergarten teacher, one of the most important things in the beginning, especially, is to know that a new situation is stressful for everyone. And so when you meet a child, sometimes their behavior is scary. Yeah. <laughs> sometimes you start the year and you're thinking, you know, you don't know how to participate in a group in any way. Yeah. Um, you don't know how to follow directions in any way. Um, but what I've learned is that sometimes there's, they're, not, they're not giving you a true picture of what their skills are because oftentimes they're afraid. Mm -hmm. um, I'm afraid. On the first day of school, I'm afraid, and I'm a grown adult. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I just think it's important at, for a minimum of two weeks to give every day – a fresh start, which you should do throughout the year. But yeah. just understand that sometimes people are operating out of fear. And so the behavior that you see isn't, this is what this child is. Um, after two weeks, you kind of go, oh, this is your personality. You know, you're, mm -hmm. you've got lovely things to share with me. I don't need to be as afraid of these behaviors. <laughs> um, so, and that was the same in first grade, you know, even with a year under their belt, kids would come in and I would be thinking, wow, 
we're going to have a really difficult year. Mm. And once they went, okay, I'm safe here. I can, I can show you who I am. They're all just, you know, lovely, lovely people. So everybody deserves a, you know, some kids will need a little longer. Some kids in a few days, they're okay. But I just think so often we quickly judge people in particular children. And then, you know, they get these labels and they get this, you know, what are we going to do about so-and-so? And, you know, I just, everybody needs the gift of time. Um, before you can really assess what is this child's needs, what are their strengths, what are their gaps. Um, so the beginning is just help everyone to feel safe, and, and, and then you'll get to see a true picture of who they really are. That's so powerful. I'm so glad you mentioned that. I know um, oftentimes I hear, you know, the, the responsibility of the teachers is so much on knowing what to do, knowing what to do. But yes. there is this, you know, um, I know I talked about our call, my colleagues and I talk about, you know, that's part of the continuum of development professionally as well. Mm-hmm. Each set of, of kids in your classroom, you know, you kind of hopefully have a foundation and then you go from that to adjust how you're going to approach the learning, um, their mm-hmm. learning um, each year. And I heard you say things like time, give them time, help them feel safe, let them know their needs are going to be met. And I think that's another point about that whole, you know, six to eight weeks of just learning how to do school. Mm -hmm. And and also, I think learning how to be their teacher, what type of teacher they're going to need. It's not just the children, I I feel like, that um, need that six to eight weeks, I feel like teachers too, as far as, you know, how, you know, how I'm going to, what kind of teacher I'm going to need to be. Mm -hmm. Yes. And that's why I believe the beginning of school, I, I, it's, I don't like it (laughs) only because teaching is so much about relationships. Yes. And, and, you know, the children respond to you when they know you, when you have that rapport and so in the beginning, it's so hard. You're like, I don't know you. I don't know what you need. You know, you don't know me. You don't trust me. Like that whole beginning, it's just that to me is the hardest point. It's not what am I going to teach you or, you know, all those things. It's we don't have this give and take yet. Yeah. Um, it just makes it really difficult. The nice thing is children are so lovely and so forgiving and you know, you can go, <laughs> I'm sad to admit this, but no, it's the my husband stuff. tells me every year at the beginning of the year, I just say, I don't like these kids. <laughs> They're so <laughs> terrible. And, and he threatens to videotape me so that he can play it back. But I mean, it <laughs> probably is by like school day seven. Yeah. I come home and I'm like, these children are lovely. <laughs> They're so <laughs> wonderful. And uh, you know, because of the relationship, you, I just lost, you know, kindergartners from that I spent the whole year with were so close. Yeah. I know them well. I know their needs. I know their strengths, weaknesses, you know, and then you go to this totally cold relationship and you're figuring each other out. And, you know, luckily, it <laughs> you're does, going through these doesn't withdrawals. take that long. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> so, I know. Yeah. At least you can, the way that, um, 
I reflect, I know I've worked with some programs that where you get them already, they're all, you know, finally, and then they're going to transition to the next level, the next grade, uh-huh. next classroom. And, and you're going through these withdrawals. And I, I said, <laughs> you know, you know, I, at least you can say what you did worked. Yes. You know, it worked. I, I see the work you did. I can tell by their behavior. I can tell by their interactions with you. You know, I, it's, Yes, it kind of sucks because now they're leaving. You're giving them yeah. somebody else, but yeah. <laughs> your work here is done. It's good. Yeah. But it's exciting that it doesn't take that long. Yeah. You can really bond with a class. It doesn't take, you know, we're an all-day kinder program, so that's nice. You know, yeah. we, they're tired, but we, you know, we get a lot of time together. And it really, by a couple weeks, they are really, you know, getting, just starting to, to understand the routine and understand um, you. Yeah. And, and so it's very quickly that you get to see, you know, you get to bond a little bit and um, that just changes everything. You know, that changes just everything. Absolutely. (laughs) So important. Now you mentioned, um, you know, the fear when you go in, when you get your new group of kids, now, before you started with the trainings, with the kindergarten experience through a Lessie group, was there any other type of um, professional development or just a support system that you had? I always feel like we need to make sure like the new teachers understand the importance of maybe having a mentor or having some type of support uh, system with other positive colleagues, um, supportive colleagues. Did you have anything like that before? I did. I did. I've been really lucky Um, because I was returning to a school I had been at. um, I had friendships um, that I'd had for many years. Um, I had a grade level mentor, um, which was wonderful because being new to kindergarten that, you know, there's so many questions and are your kids doing this? Is this normal? (laughs) So-and-so's crying. How can I help them? You know, just a million questions. And so to have a a teammate who was, um, you know, really receptive to being helpful. And before that, our school had a mentor program, so I was really lucky. Um, if you if you're a new teacher and you don't have one, ask for one. You know, mm. just go to teachers and say, you know, don't be afraid to ask questions. Go and say, I'm struggling with this. Can you help me? Um, you know, once in a while, there are people that aren't w- open and willing, but most, especially primary teachers, yeah. um, you know, primary teachers understand relationships. Um, yeah. And so I, that it's vital to have that support. It's Absolutely. So, no matter how many years you've taught. Oh, yeah. And I was gonna, just going to say, yeah, it doesn't matter how long you've been in, in the field. That's, we can't grow unless we're being reflective. And Absolutely. Some, some support and some suggestions and mentoring as we go along. Um, now, with that being said, what about how has your, I mean, the work that you do, would you say that it also um, has a lot to do with your administrator support? Absolutely. Um, I've been really lucky to have um, an administrator that's really open and understanding to new ideas um, although much of what we're trying to do isn't new, <laughs> going back to way, you know, the way that kindergarten was, yeah. um, when my own children were young and they're in their twenties, so it's not that long ago, but it's night and day. Oh yeah. The, the path that we were on, 
um, it, you know, it's not an exaggeration to say it was definitely what we taught in first grade 10 years ago. Yep. Um, so to have an administrator who says, wait, we need to look at what students' needs are. Um, we need to honor them as learners. We need to do what's right for them. I've been very lucky to have that. Um, and also, as, as a newer kindergarten teacher mm -hmm. and someone that's changing things, it's been great to have an administrator who knows that, um, who is, is, understands it's a journey. Yes. So, you know, he's coming in and, and, you know, understanding, I might say, well, this isn't working so well, so here's how I'm changing it, or here's what I'm trying. I don't know how the children are going to respond to this. Um, you know, the, it's wonderful to have an administrator that understands that, um, and not all do because of, you know, just yeah. the pressure, just it all trickles down. Um, so it's important to just explain why you're doing what you're doing. Um, oftentimes an administrator might not have an early childhood background. And so you need to be the advocate for your students. You need to explain they're not just playing. <laughs> um, you know, this is the specific standard that we can meet through yeah. this. I, and a lot of times too, I think I appreciate you saying journey, you know, each child has their journey that perhaps, um, I know what the, you know, not to get too into the testing piece uh, of it, but that data piece, I know that's important for administrators and to say, you know, perhaps overall, um, maybe the classroom isn't at a, a level that the school wants it to be, but each child is showing this type of growth. Each yeah. child is on their own continuum of development. It is a journey. Um, for everybody, teacher, administrator, and, and students. Yeah. Um, okay. If I, if I had a magic wand, that's what I would change <laughs> about the state systems. It's yeah. not about these benchmarks that we've randomly chosen. <laughs> I say randomly because sometimes they're not appropriate. Right. It really needs to be about the growth. Yes. Everyone's starting at a different spot and you know, children, they can be totally different people within a three-year span. Oh, my gosh. So, yeah. you know, for us to immediately, it just, it makes my blood boil when I hear like, oh, they're behind. What do you mean? <laughs> they're five. <laughs> They've been in kindergarten for two days. Yeah. They're not behind. Uh, so, We just but, know where they're at. And yeah, yeah but I feel like behind. because of this emphasis on testing and, you know, oh, this third grade. What's going to happen to them in third grade? <laughs> well, that's absolutely important. And we can look at data and we can make predictions. But we also need to say every child is different and unique. And we're going to start them here and we're going to grow them. And as long as children are growing, we can't, we can't ask anything else of them. Yeah. So, Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. I'm glad you're, you're, you're mentioning that. Now, I was going to say... What, what, how do you balance like that passion with your family life? Like, how do you balance your work life during, especially during the school year, um, with your family life? Oh, I don't know if I'm good at that. <laughs> I try. Um, well, I'm fortunate my children are older. Um, I, so I wasn't, uh, when my children were very young, I wasn't balancing both. Okay. So I have no advice in that area. <laughs> Really, I, my daughter-in-law is uh, a second grade teacher and has a one-year-old, 
Oh. And I just, I'm in, I'm in awe because, you know, you give all day long as a teacher. So mm -hmm. to come home and still have someone that deeply needs you, um, you know, that, that's the hardest thing ever. My children are older, um, so they understand, you know, yeah. I'm tired tonight. And mm -hmm. um, so that's different. I do definitely um, try to know that August is a crazy time. And May is a crazy time. And I try to, you know, my family understands that now. Um, so I say that, you know, in July, let's be sure to get away for the weekend or, you know, let's um, make sure we're really filling up our bank of time because yeah. August is going to be incredibly busy. Um, I do get my family's help during those busy times so that I'm still spending some time with them and accomplishing what I need. They'll come to school with me um, and just to be supportive um, but know that those busy times aren't all the time. So once you get into, you know, you get your classroom established and you get on your traje trajectory, yeah. um, September settles down a little bit. And so during the those not as busy months, um, I really try to... Um, do you have a way to do like your own mental health care, you know, your own decompressions yeah. any activity do you do any I do some yoga okay. not enough but I do yoga has been very helpful because as teachers we're taking the weight yeah. of of human beings <laughs> yeah. they're you know when a child has a, a rough day you're working really hard to support them um, so I have found that if I'm not taking care of myself I I get physically ill yeah. Um, I've had shingles <laughs> wow. numerous times and I'm too young to have yeah. shingles. Um, but it's absolutely a part of just holding in stress. I, I grind my teeth at night. Um, you know, so I definitely have physical symptoms if I'm not careful to really decompress, um, yoga, walking, physical things are really important. Um, just, just to get rid of that stress. Um, having friendships where you can talk about your students, yeah. um, especially, you know, I don't as much at home, um, right. but at school with my grade level team, that's an important thing. Um, it's, it's really, it's a fine line. You have to be careful. Um, you yeah. have to have some safe people that know what you're sharing is to help you. Oh, Hello. There we go. Sorry, you got cut off right there. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah. Um, to help, you're sharing with those people to help you um, problem solve. Um, you know, because sometimes a colleague might have a suggestion on how you can help a child or, you know, a, a strategy yeah. that they've tried. So that's important. But um, having those people well, where you can say, this was a really hard day, um, you know, and they can understand versus there's a difference between I'm in the teacher's lounge and I'm complaining about everything and everyone. So that's important. And you know, you, as a teacher, you, you can't, you have to know the right time, you know, so it is helpful stress wise to share your struggles, but it needs to be in a confidence. Your grade level team is usually the best yeah. because they know those children. Um, they understand what you're dealing with and, you know, can offer strategies to help you versus, you know, people that don't know those children and you can sit and complain and that's not, that's not the same thing. Yeah. That doesn't help stress. <laughs> so taking care of yourself, it's important to have safe people you can share with 
um, you know, some kind of physical thing. And then I also set limits on myself. I, I love school. I love to read blogs. I love to read books. Yeah. On the weekends, I'm thinking about school. I love creating things for school. Um, so during the you know school day, I usually every now and then I'll stay a little bit later, but usually about four o'clock, I make myself. It's time to go home. Um, Transition out. Yeah, yeah. You really it's important because you could you could burn yourself out. You know, there's no end to the need in a school. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah. So it's important to know your stopping point. Um, I usually try to have Saturday just be a family day, a home day, taking care of whatever I need. And then Sunday afternoon, if I need to, I'll start, okay, I need to think about Monday a little bit, review, you know, if there's anything I needed to read over or look at. Um, but it's important to carve out some time. For that, for the prepping. And you, you mentioned a little bit, I was going to ask, um, those are all really great advice. Uh, those advice, like uh, strategies and tips. I mean, per, it's perfect for new, especially our new end um, teachers that have been in the field for a while. I think we need to recognize that. Now, what do you do? What's your typical prep time when, when the school year starts? Are you going to get in there a week early or two weeks early? What is um, it like? Well, I was there today. <laughs> <laughs> For quite a while. Um, so it is about two weeks out. Okay. Um, I am someone who changes things a lot. Okay. Um, and I'm a slow processor. So I like to go, I will go and just sit and be and look around for, okay. <laughs> for a couple hours. Um, so I do like to give myself plenty of time. Um, I try to go back before it's mandatory. Okay. Um, because those days are really filled with someone else's agenda. Oh, you know, our principal good. has meetings Very and things. Good. Inside new communicate. leaders, are you listening? <laughs> yeah. So if I, if, you know, I show up Monday and I'm not ready, then I'm stressed that whole day when I don't get to do what I need to do. Um, I do get some time. I will get a day. Mm -hmm. But because I'm a slow processor, it doesn't work for me. Um, so I like to go at least a week, sometimes two before it's mandatory. Okay. Um, and then, you know, if I feel tired and I want to leave, then I do. So it feels more joyful to me yeah. versus I have to be here. I have to get this done. And I wouldn't say like slow processor. I don't, I don't <laughs> like, I would say it's just yeah. more organic. It's just more reflective. Yeah. Oh, thank you. <laughs> you're being, you're just being uh, more um, um, the, the energy of the room. You're looking at your materials probably getting the feel for stuff versus I completely agree it being completely rushed and you kind of missing that process, that yeah. the, the thinking process. Yeah. You know, this year has been really interesting for me. Um, this is just a personal shift and it's not, um, I hope I don't mean it as a criticism of anyone else because for many years, my room, you know, my room is very important to me. It's a, you know, the, the classroom, really sets the tone. Um, but I would go like everyone else and my classroom was decorated and um, this year, and I know it's a result of the, the growth that I've made, but this year I look at pictures of rooms and I go, well, what about the kids? <laughs> and so <laughs> it's really exciting to me this year. I'm going in and I'm saying, I don't need that. 
I don't need that. I'm really excited to create a classroom with children. And this is really the wow. first time that I've ever done that. That's um, really powerful. That's a huge shift. Yeah. In, in and and if, if that's not you and you need to have everything up because it makes you feel prepared, uh, I'm, that's not a bad thing. Um, last year, I think I began this way a little bit, a little less, you know, a little fewer things saying, let me see where the interest lies of the kids. But I mean, this year, I just really go, uh, I'm sure people are going to wonder if I prepared. <laughs> um, but I'm really excited to see the children create the room. And, yeah. uh, you know, I just, I, I want it to be awesome. their room and not my room. And it's taken me a long time to get there. I, you know, I love Pinterest. I love all the, oh, that's a cute idea. And oh, that's, you know, that's yeah. beautiful. And, um, but it's important to me that it's beautiful because we, we made it together. And so it, in many ways, I'm going into my classroom now to say, what do I need to get rid of? Oh, um, you know, wow. what, what do I, I'm going to bring a lot of things home <laughs> um, because they're valuable things. Um, but I, I need just room for them, for the kids. And then I'll bring, you know, spiral things in as we're learning about a topic or, um, but so it's, it's an interesting beginning for me. Um, I think that's that. Wow. I can't wait till others hear it because that's, that's the continuum we really want um, educators, teachers to go through is, you know, that's, there's no need for you to create or buy things for your walls. You know, for example, it's, you said it, it's, it's about the children and what, how they're going to create the room. Yeah. But, but it took me a long time to get there. And if you're <laughs> not there, really, it did. I mean, it's, you know, that's your, yeah, every, you're on your own. It's almost like it's an expectation. Of course, you're a teacher and you're going to set up a room and it's, you're going to be ready. And so, you know, five years ago, if someone told me that, I would be thinking, well, how? how? How would I be doing my job if I didn't have everything ready? So, you know, if that's not you, you know, I, I mean, I, for me, it's, it's meaningful because it's going to be about the children. Yeah. Um, and if you're creating your own room, it doesn't mean you're not about your children. Yeah. But, you know, even if you can just Keep look around room. your room and say, what could the children make instead of, me making um you know that will that will really impact the space oh yes i think that should always be a question let's first think about what can the children make mm -hmm. create for your space before you take that time because especially if you if um because you do have so many other things that you need to prepare for as well yeah so and you know i mean last year it was a goal and i didn't get there like one of my goals was from the beginning of the year, I wanted the kids to create um, the calendar. I wanted them to make the calendar. Mm -hmm. And yep. I just couldn't ever get there. You know, it doesn't seem that hard. But <laughs> anyway, so finally, at the end of the year, I, you know, reflected a little bit. I think it was like April. And I went, you know, this is something I really wanted to do. So I just made cut little three by five cards. And so for May, I had each child make a day. Um, and their name is on it and they got to put whatever they want and then we pung it on our calendar and, um, and they really enjoyed it. And then, so what I, and I told them this, you know, they could come back and they're going to see it. So I'm going to start August with my calendar made from last year's children. 
Because mm-hmm. that was, it was almost like I didn't know where to start. I was like, well, how will they know? You know, how, it just, I just overwhelmed me. And so this awesome. year, I'll start with last year's kids. And yeah. then I plan to just like I've seen on your, you know, yeah. um, classrooms, I'll just put it on a ring when we're done. And then for the next month, the, the new children will make the calendar. And so, you know, it's something it's, you can have great intentions. And if you don't get there, that's okay. Yeah. <laughs> it really is a journey. And eventually those things fall into place. But um, I was just surprised at how hard it was just to do something simple. <laughs> it, it all, it, because there's so many little things that come, to, come into play. I know what you mean. The intention is always there. Yeah. Um, what about, let's, um, let's, let's see if we can end here since, you know, kids are going back to school. I think some kids started this week. Yes. Earlier and earlier. Um, and I know that's what, that's where a lot of parents are at. So just some advice for parents for first, you know, first time kindergarten kiddo, what would you say to those parents? What would you want them to know so that they can better support their child and their teacher? Ooh, that's a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Good. I'm glad we can end on. <laughs> yeah, that is a great question. Um, I think the same advice for parents is the same for the teacher. Um, you know, believe the best about each other. Believe that you want the best for that child. Um, so as a teacher, even when a parent comes across in a way that might seem um, abrasive or angry or questioning, um, it's my job to know that sometimes they're just scared. They're letting their child go to wow. someone they don't know. So, you know, if I believe the best about them, I believe that they want the best for their child. Um, eventually they get to know me and then they see that in me and that's kind of how you build it. So, you know, as a parent advice to a parent, I would say, believe that the teacher wants the best for your child. Um, and hopefully that teacher does. (laughs) Um, but if you approach it that way, um, you know, you can start from the beginning, even if, cause some children really struggle right away. They, they miss their parents. And so oftentimes parents, you know, they, they want a reason why. Why my child's having a hard time? You're not doing what you should do. So parent and teacher both need to really um, trust, believe the best about each other and really communicate. Um, I think the, the responsibility is more with the teacher sure, um, sure. because we've, you know, we're the professional. And mm-hmm. if a parent is having a difficult time, it's my job to show them how I've prepared for their child and how much I care for their child, even on the first day that I'm meeting them. Um, it's easier if a parent is open and receptive and, you know, is, is assuming the best about me, but if they're not, it's my job to show them that I'm approachable, um, that I'm willing to work with them. So I think if parents, you know, really just go into it, believing that this person is there to care for their child and asking if they have any questions, they definitely should ask the teacher. Um, So often we don't know what's happening when they go home. A child might appear fine all day and go home and absolutely fall apart. So it's important that a parent communicates um, for their child because oftentimes their child can't say I'm so overwhelmed right now. Um, So a parent can, can be that voice for them. And that's very helpful in the beginning. 
Wow, that's really powerful, Jennifer. Well, thank you so much for your time. Um, I find your work in incredibly inspiring. I'm, I'm pretty sure that those that are listening will absolutely find it inspiring and really helpful too um, with your background and hopefully that other educators don't feel so alone. I mean, you guys are really isolating your classrooms that, you know, mm -hmm. throughout the year and just knowing that other teachers probably feel the same way and you've yeah. given us some insights as well as how to be supportive uh, with our kids and, and how to support our, our teachers as well. Thank you Thank so much. You for this opportunity. I have enjoyed talking with you as always. And I hope people just, um, you know, if you're listening to a podcast, you're obviously open to growing. And that is the key. You know, it doesn't matter whatever you're working, whatever field you're in, however long you've done it, you can always grow and change. Um, so it's neat to have opportunities to just uh, participate in that. So thank you. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Thanks for listening to the Podcast.